Hello there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified and that you would be edified as our listener. For more information about us, we'd encourage you to go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase. And there you can find out more information about us. We have a statement of faith there. If you've submitted a Bible question, you can go there as well and see if it's uh, been submitted and we have found it. Because uh, I'll be honest, we get lots of junk mail. We're just bombarded with it. And Ed, I hope and pray that we never miss anybody's question. And so if you would make sure uh, when you submit a question that you put that in the subject line uh, or a prayer request page. If you have a prayer request, uh, please do that. Also, you can find links to our social media accounts there as well. And we're really trying to go to, to mewe.com. And there you can find us under the same name as our podcast and, and find out. Uh, we're, we're posting more and more there because Facebook is becoming less Christian friendly. In fact, we have posted several things. It uh, gets removed rather quickly. And so uh, MeWe at this moment in time is saying they're not going to do that to uh, people. And so anyway, I hope that you would uh, do that. I know lots of people are hooked on Facebook. And we ought to be hooked on the Bible. But I also understand that that's where everybody communicates in today's world is social media. And so uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword perhaps. And today we're going to talk about uh, a humble heart, not an egotistic heart. And so if you want to open your Bible, I would encourage you to follow along and read with me. If you do not have a Bible, there's many on the internet that you can look at and read and follow along for free. Uh, if you live in the United States, you can still buy them legally uh, at a really low cost, depending on where you go. But uh, Walmart sells them at a reasonable price. I know Sam's Club and uh, you can probably buy it uh, from Amazon. There's a lot of Christian bookstores out there as well still. And so if you don't have a Bible and uh, you're claiming to be Christian or you're wanting to study and learn what Christianity is about, what God of the Bible is about, I'd encourage you to buy a Bible and uh, be able to read it in print form. We uh, listen to our, our Bible audio uh, app all the time. It's all it plays in our house. We rarely even have a television on anymore. Um, that's just for personal reasons, but we, we just don't find anything spiritually fulfilling in, in watching uh, television. And so uh, we listen to that. We listen to a lot of Christian radio as well. But, uh, and so obviously you're interested in the Bible and Christian uh, lifestyles and and uh, our audience continues to grow. We have never really ever advertised this uh, podcast other than by word of mouth. Uh, we, we have hundreds of people listening now uh, each week. We've actually had as many as a thousand or more uh, several times now. And so lots of positive comments. We thank you for that. We thank God for that. It, it is encouraging for us. Uh, to get those and receive those encouraging emails and and, and uh, we, we certainly appreciate that. Also on our webpage there, on our contact page, you can find out how to contact us through snail mail as it's now called. All that information is there. Uh, for a short time, uh, we'll see if we get any response 
that way. We're just trying to figure out different ways to reach out to people so they can contact us as well. So again, open your Bible and follow along. We're going to be in John chapter 3, and I want to read starting in verse 22. John chapter 3, starting verse 22. After these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and there he was spending time with them and baptizing. John also was baptizing near Solom because there was much water there, and people were coming and were being baptized. For John had not yet been thrown into prison. Verse 25. Therefore arose a discussion on the part of John's disciples about, with a Jew about purification. Okay, so here we have preachers, pastors, ministers, Bible teachers, Sunday school teachers. Uh, there's so many titles that people want to carry anymore. I, I just want to be, just be a Christian. I'm honored and blessed to be able to preach the gospel, and I am uh, very blessed to do that. God does bless us here, and we are thankful for that. Uh, just a short uh, answer to a question that we got in, what is the gospel? Well, in short, uh, Paul the Apostle says it is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And you can find that in 1 Corinthians. So, but there is no room to have a large ego. And we had a comment uh, come in from, from a listener wanting to know how to deal, how should they deal with uh, their pastor having a large ego. And so, you know, I, I really don't know how to answer that other than you need to go talk to that person directly. Um, I can't really necessarily help you with that other than encourage you to talk to him and pray for him. One of the greatest preachers, though, ever to have lived is also the most humblest preacher of the New Testament. Again, those with, with large eagles push Christ out so they can take credit for everything that is good and that takes place within their congregations. And those with large eagles think uh, they are much better than those they are teaching and supposed to be serving. Uh, they think they are smarter than you and me, and they deserve everyone's complete obedience. John the Baptist has achieved much popular popularity in, in the last days of his preaching and baptizing. I mean, great crowds of people came to hear him preach. Uh, many thought that maybe he was a reincarnation of Elisha. Uh, many people thought he was a prophet, and a few perhaps thought he was the Messiah. King Herod, if you really study uh, the New Testament out, uh, he really enjoyed John's popularity as well, and he liked to, to listen, and he did respond to John's preaching. But the problem came when John the Baptist preached personally uh, to Herod about his sin of living with his brother's wife. Both Herod and his wife would get furious with John. They do not like that. And uh, any preacher needs to learn and understand that you really need to teach and preach the entire Word of God, not your favorite topics, not things that make you look good, not things that stroke your ego, or the ego of the congregation, uh, to get more visitors in. Uh, John, 
again, to me, he's one of the greatest preachers, the Baptist of uh, the New Testament here. He doesn't worry about any of that. He is just simply preaching what he's supposed to be doing, what God has laid on his heart to, to do this. So, again, a good local preacher in the church should point out uh, sinful lives in, within their congregation. I know I have done this. and try to be tactful and caring about it. Uh, and it, 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 you're not going to win any popularity contest, is what I'm trying to say. And this has not won any with uh, John the Baptist, with King Herod. Eventually, he's going to lose his head over it. Okay, so, but rather, John does this, I, I think, as you study it out, he's very, he does it with humility and love, and he's trying to save their soul. He doesn't want them to go to hell. And that's really the whole purpose of preaching the gospel message. That is the whole purpose of pointing out sinful lifestyles in the church. And people today do not want to hear that they are sinning. They do not want uh, anybody to point that fact out. In fact, they'd rather have their ego stroked as well, that we feel good, look at us, we gave an extra $10 this week, or we took the pastor out to eat. Uh, it's all about this popularity contest making me feel good. And I have actually preached the gospel and several other countries. One of those included is the Philippines. And there, if all you did was stroke their egos all the time, you probably wouldn't be preaching in that congregation for very long. They want to know what they are doing wrong because they want to correct that. They want to repent, which was a popular word that John the Baptist would use, was repent. And again, so I, as we read about John the Baptist, we're told that John... Uh, again, we just read here, has not been imprisoned yet. Again, John's popularity is starting to decrease, and the crowds are beginning uh, more and more to follow Jesus. And John's disciples were very concerned about the loss of this popularity, and John the Baptist was, um, because he's not, no longer in first place. After all, uh, losing the pits, as an old t-shirt says. And so, again, those who are following John are trying to say, hey, teacher, you're now in second place. Don't you want to be back in first place? And notice here, and, and, and John, we're going to be in the, in the Gospel of John quite a bit, uh, verse 26 and 27. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you uh, across the Jordan to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. And John answered, that would be John the Baptist, a person cannot receive, in, receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. Again, here they are. They are warning John. Don't you feel bad? Uh, hey, uh, your eagle kind of getting busted here? Popping your balloon, whatever? You're not as popular as you once were. Uh, maybe you should go over there and rebuke that man. Tell Jesus to knock it off. But notice John's reply actually does the opposite. Again, look at John's reply in verse 27. A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven. John's answer was not of bad luck or, or maybe uh, I need to wear a larger name tag on my shirt. 
telling everyone, hey, I'm the pastor, hey, I'm the baptizer, hey, I'm the elder. No, John doesn't seem to be upset at this at the very least. John the Baptist does not start some political campaign to try to figure out how to get rid of Jesus, doesn't start a bunch of fake news about him or anything like that. He does uh, not call a board meeting or a men's meeting and trying to figure out, hey, how we're all going to work together to get rid of Jesus. John the Baptist does not do that at all. I truly believe that the Baptist knew his role for the kingdom of God and completely accepted it. He knew Jesus was the Messiah. He, he has pointed that out very clearly when he would baptize Jesus. And that Jesus had the role of Messiah. And John had the role of preparing the way for the Messiah. And again, John understood all things happen under God's authority. Jesus taught this also. Peter as well and right along with the Apostle Paul. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, Paul writes, For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did not receive it, why do you boast as though you did not? See, people who believe uh, God's word about himself uh, we'll see all Christ-centered is totally committed to the service of Christ in the kingdom on every standard from that moment forward. They're, they're going to understand that God has the power. He has performed the power. Uh, it is for God's glory. Whatever that might be, it is not for the preacher. It's not for the Baptist. Okay, and that's what John the Baptist, I think, was really trying to strive at. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. We take no personal credit in anything that we do for the kingdom of God because it's all about God. I mean, who has ordained us? who has saved us, uh, how we serve him. It's all about God. It has nothing to do with me as the preacher. It has nothing to do with me as the pastor, minister, elder, deacon, whatever. Okay, so back to our text in John chapter 3. And here in verse 28, here again is John saying, Look, you yourselves are my witness. I said I am not the Christ, but I have been sent ahead of him. Again, once again, here's John the Baptist. He is showing his true uh, self-awareness when he responds. I'm not the Christ. You know, again, his disciples are trying to make a big point. Hey, you're in second place. What's going on here? Nobody's following you like they once were. You know, and I've been around preachers and pastors and elders or whatever who really think and they really believe and they teach they are the ones who saves souls. And they try to put themselves on an equal level uh, with God, and that's a dangerous place to go. And their ego, their ego is always, always on display. True uh, humility, 
uh, demonstrates a true biblical self-awareness. Is it easy to be humble? No. There's an old song, you know, uh, goes something along the lines, it's, it's so hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. Okay? Uh, and many of us look at ourselves that way. But we as believers need to have the same self-awareness. We need to recognize ourselves as, as really being nothing. Unable to do anything apart from Christ. Apart from Christ, I am nothing. There's no good in me and there's no good in any of us except what God provides to us. And I think really this is what the Apostle Paul was trying to teach again here in Romans chapter 12 verse 3. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so that as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. In the Greek, this verse is really not clear in the English. I don't care what version, translation, whatever you use. Uh, the, the Greek word here, uh, P-H-R-O-N-E-O. -E Can't pronounce it, but if you're taking notes, that's how it's spelled, and you can look it up. P-H-R-O-N-E-O. -E it occurs four times, this word does, in this verse here. And, and the word describes a man who is really, uh, has more of the meaning, who is sane or in his right mind. Somebody might put it that way. So maybe the English... A translation would read better like this. For I say through the grace given unto me to every Christian among you, do not indulge in an insane estimate of yourself, but rather be sane about it so that your estimate of yourself is sound or, or sane or not sane. You see, John the Baptist did this when he realized this and, and, and he proclaims God called him merely to announce the Lord Jesus Christ in witness for his glory and his kingdom. Has nothing to do with uh, himself uh, at all, period. And as believers on this side of the cross, on this side of the resurrection, we too should glory in what he has done for us and bring him Jesus the gratitude and the glory in which he truly deserves if we have eyes on Jesus above all else we will consider ourselves to be his uh, unprofitable servants at best do we do this uh, live with our, our complete focus on the glory of the Lord who really saved us? Because a lawbreaker, you and me, are lawbreakers. A lawbreaker cannot save another lawbreaker. And I don't care what governmental type system that you live under, this is not true. You cannot save another lawbreaker. And pastors, preachers need to learn this. You and I cannot save anybody. We didn't die for anybody. Our blood is it's worthless because it's, it's sin. We, we need to understand that we are being transformed by the one who has saved us into his likeness. Or do we allow our eagles to control our lives? 
we should be adoring Christ above all in our lives. He needs to be the one who is the center in our way of life. There should be a joy in leading others to Jesus. Back to John 3, 29. He who, who has the bride is the bridegroom, but the friends of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices because of the bridegroom's voice. So this joy of mine has been made full. So again, what was John the Baptist? What was his mission? It was to gather people to himself to build a church? Uh, no, absolutely not. It was to point others in the direction of Jesus. And believe it or not, well, there is a, a small group in Israel today who still really heed to the teachings of John the Baptist and kind of ignore Jesus. You know, they acknowledge that John points them out, but they just simply don't get it, I guess. But again, the Baptist says, I am glad God used me and I was able to be faithful to point others to him, to Jesus. The bridegroom has come to present himself to the bride, and the glory belongs to him. Listen to him. Again, a true uh, humility experiences joy in leading others to Jesus. There's no greater joy for a believer than to tell others of Jesus, and they give him the complete credit. Christ gets all the credit. But those with a big ego will say, Look how many people I have baptized. Look how many people I say by saying this prayer with them. A big eagle will say, Look at all that I do. An eagle's ego says, I am more important than Jesus in his church. A big eagle says, Look who I am. And notice here in John chapter 3, verse 30. What a humble servant of Christ will truly say. He must increase, but I must decrease. Again, some church leaders, uh, they like to, to carry this title around even today. And I, I, and I still see this going on around me. Look at me, who I am. And we need to say no more pride, no more ego should be part of any church leader. It should not really be in any Christian lifestyle for all that matter goes. Continuing to brag on about education levels, titles, uh, what denomination, affiliation you have, really has no place as a spokesman for Christ. We as redeemed sinners who had absolutely no hope, zero hope of anything but death outside of Christ should be continually rejoicing in Christ in his deep love, his work for us, and his position as the Lord of Lord, King of above all other kings, ruler of our lives, and he is the head of his church. It is not Pastor so-and-so's church.
It is not brother so-and-so's church. It is Christ's church. He died for it. He bought it. He purchased it with his blood. You and I haven't bought anything. Jesus has increased. His name is above all other names. God's divine intent in the life of those who believe in Jesus is to continue to increase Jesus in our lives as we decrease on our own focuses and desires and importance and our egos should go away. Until we can finally say this, all I have and all I need is Jesus. Let us simply point out the lost and dying souls to Christ, period. If anyone has the right to brag who has saved who and what, it is only Jesus. If anyone has the right to brag about titles, it is Jesus. He can say, I am the shepherd, I am the king, I am the creator, I am, I am, I am. He is God. And it is all Jesus' right to brag about any of that. Again, true humility recognizes that Jesus is Christ above all things. That we have received his unmerited favor as a merciful God, a Savior, and we should be serving and adoring him above all things in our lives. We should not be feeding our egos. We should be feeding ourselves with the word of God. We need to find a, a church group somewhere that's close by, and I know I'm getting a few more emails on this subject. We can't find anywhere to worship. The place that we used to go to either has not reopened, or it's really changed, and they're preaching things that makes no sense. Uh, they're all worried about different theories, and it seems like they're trying to be politically correct. And you know, it's Jesus politically correct and answer to that is really an easy one no jesus was not politically correct that's why they, they sought to kill him and crucify him okay so again we need to focus on jesus we need to find a church group that teaches the entire word of god not just one subject not just one book not their favorite verses but the entire Word of God. And I used to try very hard, and I still uh, do when I'm able to preach and teach, when I get invited different places, I do that occasionally, is we just go through and we start at whatever book, chapter 1, verse 1, and we go through every verse until the end of that book. And when somebody complains and says, that's not right, I don't believe that. Well, they're just arguing with the Word of God, or they think you're uh, having the pulpit bully type attitude toward them. How dare you point out my sin, like John the Baptist points out to King Herod. That's wrong. Uh, you're doing that on purpose. No, that was just the next text. That was just the next verse. It had nothing to do with you. In fact, I didn't know you had that problem, but thanks. Now we can sit down and talk about it. Let's pray about that. And so... The church needs to focus on Jesus, let Jesus command us. We need to be warriors for him. That does not mean we have an ego. 
It just means that we're being uh, warriors for Christ. We are we're standing up and proclaiming our, our true Christian beliefs, and we do not fear those around us. Anyway, that's kind of getting off subject, and so I want to thank you again for listening. I certainly hope that uh, this podcast has encouraged you to seek out uh, God's forgiveness if you have a big ego and ask God to try to help you humble your heart because he can do that for you if you are willing uh, to allow that to happen. And uh, I hope and pray that you've enjoyed the podcast, that you'll hit that like button, make sure that you follow us so that you get text alerts each time that we release our podcast on Saturdays on Chicago time, uh, we're trying to have that out uh, mid-afternoon. A lot of times we're doing it a lot earlier because of some schedule changes in our life here. And we try to get that out first thing before we take care of other business that we have to do. And so please continue to pray for us. And the podcast will continue to grow and be successful. Uh, it really has... Uh, been successful and does grow each week and please tell your friends and your family about us and that way perhaps they too could be blessed as you've been blessed again thank you for listening and may god bless you and may he have the glory